0: How does workforce development combat unemployment? And whatever happened to green jobs anyway? From the University of Chicago's Harris School of Public Policy, this is Chicago Policy Radio. I'm Clara Hanlon. Today we're talking with Ms. Megan Moses, an independent consultant in the field of workforce development. It's great to have you with us today, Megan. It's great to be here. So I'm confused. What issues does this whole idea of workforce development encompass, and why is there an interest in doing it?
1: Sure. Um, Well, workforce development really provides programs and resources for individuals um, to obtain the skills that they need in order to get jobs in today's economy. Um, what that really means is that the best programs provide a career pathway for individuals, so that they can really advance in their careers, um, learn new skills, and acquire more experience as they're moving up that career ladder. Acquire new credentials and really, um, you know, build up a career for themselves. Um, Workforce development also really meets the needs of businesses um, by helping companies find the workers that they need to grow. Um, you know, even in a recession or in today's economy, there are jobs that go unfilled because there are not the skilled workers in the local economy to um, meet businesses' needs. So workforce development really
0: tries to address that gap. So, the, so it's basically a mismatch between mm-hmm. what jobs are available and what kind of skills workers need to have. Exactly. So let's say I'm an unemployed, disadvantaged worker um, what would I expect out of a well-designed workforce development program?
1: I think the key there is really a program that meets the participant where they are. Um, So, for example, many Chicagoans have low literacy levels. Um, That makes it difficult for them to find good jobs um, with opportunities for advancement. So um, a well-designed program will address these types of barriers, whether it's literacy or a lack of a work history, and provide a participant what, with the skills that they need to find gainful employment. Um, a really good example of this that is something that is proven to be um, pretty successful is something called transitional jobs. So many disadvantaged workers, especially maybe somebody who has a criminal record and is exiting the um, judicial system, don't have a great work history or they have a very spotty work history or they haven't had a job in 15 years. So it's difficult for a person like that to find a job um, because of that, that history. So a transitional job is um, usually provided by a nonprofit organization. They'll hook up with local businesses and um, provide um, participants with something to build their resume to get them back in the workforce, to get them used to, you know, getting up in the morning and going to their job, working with other people, um, kind of building up the soft skills that you need to maintain a job. And, um, and that's a short-term placement and then after that um, they have, you know, something on their resume and they're able to, um, with assistance, you know, look for another private sector job and, um, and enter the workforce and get onto a career pathway.
0: So how has the field of workforce development changed since the Workforce Investment Act of 1998 um, and also how s- since the recession began? Well, the
1: recession, economic downturn has really been difficult for the field, um, as you might expect. Um,
0: you know, obviously
1: there's a lot more unemployed people um, mm-hmm. in the economy than there are jobs. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the issues that is really important is, Job seekers that had difficulty in finding work prior to the recession, I mean, there were communities in Chicago that had upwards of 30%, 40% unemployment even prior to the recession. Those folks are having an even harder time now. At the same time, public funding, So we mentioned, the Workforce Investment Act, um, other public programs have, been, have decreased. So... We've got a higher unemployment rate, a lot more people in looking for services and a lot less money. Um, so that's kind of been the biggest challenge, I think, of the recession. Um, people are, you know, coming into workforce centers and really staying, you know, quote-unquote, in the system for longer than, um, than they would have previously because it's really difficult to find them um, gainful employment.
0: So the national unemployment rate has dropped from about 10% at its recession peak in late 2009 to about 8.3% now. Do you think workforce development has played a role in this, and what kind? Hopefully. Hopefully a positive one. Um, workforce. Development, as I mentioned in the beginning
1: of this interview, also focuses on the needs of businesses. Uh So, as I said, even in a recession, there are jobs that go unfilled because of a skills mismatch um, between what employers are looking for and the skills that the unemployed have. So workforce development really seeks to fill that gap. Um, So hopefully, you know, through training programs that have occurred in the last couple of years um, and through targeted, um, you know, workforce development programs, With Working with businesses, hand-in-hand with businesses, we've been able to um, fill some of that that skills mismatch.
0: I first started hearing a lot about uh, workforce development in terms of green jobs uh, as provided through the American Recovery and Reinvestment Act uh, for the stimulus package. So have green jobs actually played out as a force in workforce development?
1: Yes, I think that they have. Um, the American Recovery and Reinvestment Act provided a lot of funding to, um, to kind of get the market going. Um, so an area where that um, played out was in the retrofitting of buildings to make them more energy efficient. So this might be homes, businesses, government buildings. Um, I think what's happened is that, um, you know, that was a kickstart, but there's a lot of, um, of growth that still needs to happen. I think that, you know, this market isn't going to develop overnight. Um, So one of the challenges for workforce development has been um, kind of a timing issue. You know, we um, receive funding from the Recovery Act to train people for green jobs, and that training is underway, and it's just going to be a matter of figuring out if that training is happening too soon um, for the jobs that hopefully are still being created. So this market, you know, is kind of um, just getting underway and, you know, is growing, but... um, the, the jobs aren't there necessarily in the thousands yet, so um, that's that's kind of the challenge is making sure that um, the t- the timing is is right in terms of training people and um, and getting them those uh, those coveted green jobs.
0: So, what can policymakers do to help workforce development efforts succeed?
1: I think that um,
0: you know they're. There's
1: a lot of different things that um, that can happen. I think flexibility in funding sources is helpful to local governments and to local nonprofit organizations to be able to tailor programs to what their local population and their businesses need. Um, I think. Um, focusing on, I mentioned, career pathways, so really providing policies and funding that focus on getting people not just um, an entry-level job, but the skills and the um, credentials that they need to be able to move up in those jobs. Um, And I think, um, as I mentioned, also meeting people where they are. So you know, providing programs for um, those that maybe don't have any other alternatives and really need to um, build up that work history, get those um, basic skills improved, and, uh, and, you know, be able to get on um, the road to
0: self-sufficiency. Well, thank you so much, Megan. You're welcome. Thank you so much for listening to Chicago Policy Radio, a production of the Chicago Policy Review and the Harris School of Public Policy at the University of Chicago. Our podcast is produced and edited by Claro Hanlon and David Levine. Our theme song was composed and performed by Ryan Gee. You can find us at www.chicagopolicyreview.org and on iTunes, or email us at media at chicagopolicyreview.org. Thanks for listening, and join us next time.